Black Mind Games Podcast, episode 400, I think it is. Officially 400. It's usually the minus one of Josh's number. My number? Like what two. number is that? Your number is probably going to be 401 this week. Yay! <laughs> probably. Um, joining me this week is Josh. Yup, like always. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yes, we are... We are talking about things and stuff, like Oppenheimer. Yep. The uh, feel-sads, uh, I made a bomb. Even though he knew he was making a bomb, he still feels sad about it. No, he doesn't feel sad until after the bomb is used. I see. So Yes, the bomb... So wait, the, he, he knew he was making a big boom, but it's just when the big boom it was actually used for a purpose, he was like, oh no... He goes from he goes from we're using the bomb to stop the Nazis who are murdering my people. Uh huh. To the Germans are defeated. Hitler is dead. We're still producing the bomb. So whatever. Yeah. To there's kind of a conflict. To there is absolutely like uh, we're not producing the super bomb. Ah, uh, I see. And and the fallout from that and the way that the movie kind of lays itself out is three timelines. Oh, th- timelines like there's separate endings. So there's three kind of timelines that all kind of converge like the movie kind of plays with time. Oh, I see. So the, so the way the movie kind of works is the movie works with timeline one is before um, Los Alamos and during Los Alamos's development uh, Trinity bomb test and that ends that timeline effectively ends with the bombs being shipped out and being used and Oppenheimer making the speech about Japan surrendering Mm. um and then the second timeline is Oppenheimer at a dinner table um talking to somebody about the super rage bomb and what would happen and all of the incidents involving that and What's going on with that? Um, so there's that. Um, and then, and then the last timeline is basically a Senate confirmation hearing for the main antagonist of the film. And it's all about that. And that's all shot in black and white. It feels like. If that makes sense. Huh. Okay. Um, and the way that they do things is parts of the movie that are shot in black and white actually happened. Mm. Parts in the movie that are shot in color are actually, like, made up eventually. It's all hearsay. We don't really know what happened. Oh, so that's the movie. 
Yeah. Okay. So, so like stuff like um, Oppenheimer's speech, you know, they do, or the trial where his life is getting picked apart and stuff like that, um, which I think is a separate timeline. Um, that's all shot in color because they don't really have evidence of what happened. Whereas, um, whereas, um, like stuff like the Senate confirmation hearing, that's all on record, so that's all black and white. Um, I enjoyed it. It's a pretty good movie. The way they shoot the nuclear bomb is actually pretty good. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, the explosion is never actually shown. It's just a black. Um, Did they show like light flare and then like that was yeah. the bomb going off? It's a it's a very bright spotlight. Ah, uh, and then it's a very bright spotlight followed by um, what is it? A loud bang, and the bang is actually really good. The cinematography is great and amazing. Um, I think you would like it. If that makes sense. Oh, maybe. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's. But if you're like expecting like a movie that's um, amazing, it's like literally two hours of just talking. If that makes sense, it's just two and a half hours of talking. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I'm, nothing. Real. I mean, that's I I fully expected that. Of- yeah. Because I'm like, I don't know how you're going to do a, like an A-bomb movie other than like, oh, they're just going to be discussions a lot. And then what's that word talking about? Mm-hmm. Oh, should we do it? Not do it like it's really big consequences. Yada, yada. Like that's what's that's what I feel the whole. <laughs> you would think that, but it's not actually that. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. Also, I heard there's a lot of sex. There's like two sex scenes. Oh, there's two scenes where the character is like where Oppenheimer is like um, talking about like his life and everything like that. Right. And they're just talking and they're sitting naked. There's one fully nude sex scene. Mm. Um, where the character doing it literally gets stands up, walks over. And grabs a book And That's the end of the book Huh Okay Yeah And it just It's it's a great kind of scene Oh Yeah Um It's There's a lot of like implications Also Oppenheimer's straight up a communist which is something I kind of knew, but I didn't know how bad of a communist he was. I mean, so I uh, <laughs> like I was going to say, like, how bad communist does he want? Like uh, all the way communist? Does he want halfway communist? The movie makes an implication. I think that he is not a card carrying communist, which I think is not real true. Huh? OK. Which is interesting because it, it supports my theory that all communists should not be allowed near nuclear weapons. Okay, or nuclear devices of any kind because they have a bad habit of making them go boom. Okay, yeah, they do have a bad habit of going boom. Yeah, Chernobyl. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I mean, it's because they uh, some when they get into those situations, this the whatever reason, the people who are maintaining it just kind of slowly over time, their the respect that they should give that the tools and the equipment just starts eroding over time. And because they have overconfidence. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, this is why these problems happen, because, you know, overconfidence can definitely kill you if you not yeah. if you're not always up on on this task. So. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like. So did you feel sad after the movie or do you feel OK after the movie? I didn't feel really a whole lot. OK, you're just like, I can't. That's a movie. I kind of saw the movie and I was like, this is okay. Okay. This is a good movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's good. It The thing I felt was I felt like as if like it was... Because the way the movie ends is it ends with Oppenheimer losing his security clearance. Oh. And then the implication is, is that... And then the other guy not getting Senate confirmation or for um, him going on to... I believe it was a cabinet? Huh. And the reason he's not confirmed is because of um, the reason he's not confirmed is because of the result of what he did to Professor Oppenheimer. Okay. Uh, and it's it's shown through and through like how they kind of did that, like they. Um, Yeah, they kind of they kind of do this thing where they, it's kind of like everyone kind of gets their comeuppance, including like Oppenheimer. Ah, uh. because the entire time Oppenheimer's like like look, I'm a I'm a car I'm not a communist. I'm just promoting uh, five protests. Uh huh. And they promote those five protests, and they're like, uh huh. Uh huh. Like, they're like, huh. And then eventually one of the characters goes like, look, 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 Oppie, I can't even invite you to this project. And it kind of gets just said that the reason why Oppenheimer hasn't been invited into the protest is because of um, his uh, entire fucking bullshit, like his promoting a protest, his speaking at fascist events, all of that stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, huh? Uh, yeah. Uh, also, uh, make it drive the segue uh, over to uh, because speaking this, about shit blowing up, uh, Barbie movie. Um, thank God the segue's pink because the segue uh, going to what, the, are we, Barbie. <laughs> are you are you actually going to talk about the Barbie movie? I mean, I'm just curious of what the plot is because so far what I. Kn- I seem to know is that they go to the real world somehow. Okay, so the plot as I know it is because I I to be fair I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> um, I don't really want to see the movie. The way the movie kind of works is kind of bullshit. Besides the fucking wazoo. Ah, uh. it's um the way it works is the main Barbie. Yes. Goes, is having existential crises. Okay. Over something going on. And the, so she goes, talks to Weird Barty, who tells her that they're all toys in a magical land called Barbie Land. Huh. So Barbie, Barbie 
leaves Barbie Land and her Ken, who is literally her boy toy, who literally is just an accessory for Barbie. Yeah. Um, is exploding about like how how Barbie is treating or exploding and about like how like everything's going on and all this sort of stuff can't even spend a night with Barbie because every night it's girls night and all this sort of stuff this is a really bad explanation for how the Barbie movie plot actually is uh huh okay um Eventually, what ends up happening is Barbie finds that that she is being played with by a 40-year-old mother. Uh, Barbie is called a fascist. Barbie is called a lot of things. Is, Barbie is... Is there, like... Well, I guess you haven't seen the movie, but from... What I... From <laughs> I gathered that there's, like, a lot of weird talking points of, like... Yeah. Yeah. So there's a part in the movie where Barbie ends up talking to Ken. Uh-huh. And Ken gets attention and Ken immediately gets giddy. Ah. Uh. And he's like, oh, my God, somebody actually paid attention to me. Okay. So then Ken immediately goes and... How do I say this? Uh, fucks off and reads a book about horses and then discovers that... Um. Horses and everything like that, or or discovers the patriarchy. <laughs> he goes back, institutes a patriarchy, which uh, basically means that all the kids are married to a Barbie. Oh. So they'll fix the Barbie's car. The Barbie will get them beer. It's kind of like a marriage uh, system. Uh huh. So Barbie goes back. A speech about feminism occurs. I think something else happens people are talked to and happy ever after question mark happy ever after ish <laughs> ish I don't know <laughs> it's I know that the Kins are still homeless they don't have anything apparently it's a real masculine movie the best part about the movie this is all secondhand information uh, hold on, let me actually see if I can actually open up because I have a friend who actually saw it and he wrote up a very lengthy article <laughs> on it. I could ask him if he wants to join the podcast. I don't think he's on. That would be funny. Just randomly getting... Get in. Just <laughs> join the podcast. Our podcast is a car. We just drive up randomly. Get yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Get into the podcast. Uh, to be honest, to still away the message. It's messaging of the movie. It's just uh, fine as a movie. It's some quirky stuff going on that amused me. For instance, the part where Ken is throwing Barbie's clothes off the balcony and they get suspended in air before they hit the ground. Uh, like it's an advert. Made me audibly bemused. Go, what the fuck? Also, literally, me was... Literally, me was stellar, generally fun to watch every moment he was on the string. As far as that messaging is concerned, the through is intentionally conflicted and it raises two paradox questions that go undressed. The internal conflict of the messaging is basically that it seems undecided 
if it's about feminism in the second wave or in favor of making a broad humanist appeal that human existence slash experience is both beautiful and nearly incomprehensible. It can't really be both. If it's about two-wave feminism, it seems really petty, heavily on the notion of the patriarchy as a concept, especially since that seems to drive the major events of the firm. However, so Mike, good guy Mike, uh, is talking about third wave feminism, actually. Uh, however, if, it, if the complexity of the human experience really is the antithesis, apothesis for Barbie at the end of the film, when she chooses to be human, then society is being overtly described throughout the film as merely patriarchal, which grounds about 90% of the plot, mind you, completely falls apart of any basic levels of analysis. Hmm. Society and distribution of men and women amongst them is the product of lots of complex interactional interactions and forces. To simply describe it as all of the patriarchal is absurdly reductive and reductivism is antithetical to what is supposed to be the climax of Barbie's journey. There's many reasons why men and women fall into these roles and play stereotypes. Stereotypes are not and the movie doesn't come across as equipped to account for this without hoping, hopping, hobbling its feminist agenda. So the plot is motivated by feminism, but the climax by somewhat genderless humanism. Which is it? That's the first paragraph. I'm not going to read this entire thing, but it's actually really good in huh. Um That's a large paragraph. It's a... Um, yeah, Mike went on a rant. <laughs> It's to me, this is what it seems like. The the movie is two things. Mm. The movie is is very much so about Ken and Barbie and their experiences and their projections, and it just seems like this movie to me it personally seems like this movie could have been done better okay and it just it just feels like as if it just misses a boat if that makes sense not the boat yeah they jumped over it yeah there's no boat darn yep well seems like (laughs) Barbie movie and Oppenheimer were the things that came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm trying to slowly go through my Steam list, and I'm like, did I play anything? Although I, mm-hmm. I did get more games because I do that. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? There's one game I did play on my Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, Beans and Slaps. Uh, it's a side-scrolling beat 'em up. Okay. Is it like a double dragon or kind of double dragon? It's so the the shtick of this game is that you're playing as two movie actors. And holy shit, there's a it's going to be a sequel. Um so basically you're playing as two movie actors. One is Bud Spencer and the other one is Terrence Hill. And mm. and here's the thing, I'm pretty sure 
these characters uh, are reminiscent to other characters I'm familiar with in actual movies. Because mm-hmm. I want to I want to say it's these certain characters I know of, but I can't remember their names or anything, but I've seen their faces before. And basically, this whole game is just this uh, kind of a run, kind of a fourth wall, not not quite fourth wall, but like these guys are trying to be actors and do you know lots of action movies and they're beating up people. And then there's a part of the game. This is like literally second level where you finish the first level and that was the movie you're trying to shoot. And then you're mm. then the, the start of the second level is that you're like, oh, we got to go to the office, go get paid. And then at the office, turns out the boss is getting kidnapped. And then you and your buddy are like, fuck, that's our money. We need to go get our money. So you're just be- again, beating more people up. So you can try to save the fucking head of the movie theater or the head of the movie studio of like, well, why she's getting kidnapped and all that junk. Such kind of it's kind of neat. I like that idea. Uh, the only thing I dislike about the game is that it's. I, I want there to be more combo, more like, oh, man, I can do you want more fluid combat. Yeah, I think I want more fluid combat. That's just more not because right now it feels like all I'm doing is just literally slappings like I'm doing a, a light punch, a hard punch. There is a parry slash like you can uh, if you dudes are kind of around you, you can slap that button and you can do like push two dudes together and slap their heads together type of move. Um, There is also a grab button, but the grab button is not very universal that I want. I want literally to be like, oh, my character, you can get into a grab stance with some other foe and then you start beating him up in that stance or you can chuck him to your left or right. I kind of want that where this game's grab move is more of, oh, this has a context sensitive area here. You can use that move. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. I want more fluid combat. Uh, But yeah, like, I think the game's story is just uh, kind of of funny, kind of entertaining. Uh, I do have the official trailer. I could just quickly share you that uh, you can see what the game style is like. Uh, 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 there we go. Where, where are you sending this? Oh, direct message? Yeah, cool. I'll just direct message. Okay, this game looks right already. Yeah, like the game, like the game definitely has some style. It looks good. Why are they fucking in BDMS guys? <laughs> That's the later stage. I'm so confused. Yeah. Okay, this this game looks cool. Yeah, like there is some definite neat stuff going on. I think I just got to play it more to get like f- play more of the mm-hmm. game to figure out what's going to get more into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, like so far, like the game story is like, oh, this is not too bad. The only thing again, the only gripe I have is like, ah, the the battling feels kind of lame. That's the only thing I dislike. Although I think the game probably gets a lot better when if you play it in uh, co-op mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's 
There's some decent stuff going on. Yep. Uh, and what else? Uh, uh, I think that's about it. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think it's about it for games this week, other than I played Magic Gathering Arena again. You played so much Magic Gathering Arena? I, I play a lot of it. You play too much of it. I know. I keep going back to it because I'm like, it has commander, sort of. It's bad. It's bad commander, basically. I was going to play Battlefield 2042, but I got a very nice um, error. So, uh, if anything, I, I, I've I been just playing Halo and uh, System Shock or uh, a little bit of Battlebit every now and then. So, nothing really new for me. Uh, uh huh. I, I do have uh, a recommendation for Battlefield. Uh, when the game launches, it's very pretty. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, when it launches, it just needs to launch. Macy. Um. So. Uh, anyways, uh, uh, I also saw Transformers. Oh. Rise of the Beast. I finally watched Transformers Rise of the Beast. Oh. Uh, uh, on Paramount Plus. Okay. Uh, that movie is mediocre to okay. Actually, I should probably check the Metacritic. Because the Metacritic's probably going to be really hilarious. It's probably going to be like a 40. How is the TMNT Mutant Mayhem, like, higher? Rise of Beast. It's a 42. on. Uh, it's a 5.4 on Metacritic user score. A 42 on um, Metascore. So... It is mediocre to good. You don't see any of the Beast Transformers, which is odd considering the movie is literally a Beast movie. Huh. So, like, you don't get the monkey, the cheetah, the rat. You see you see Optimus Primal, Cheetor, there's no rat. Um, you see Rhinox? You see Rhinox, you don't see his real transformation. You see Optimus Prime, RC's real Jack, which is odd considering it's a movie about the rise of the beast. There's none of the Predacons. And it's just, eh, I don't know. Um, I would be more interested in a movie about those characters. If that makes sense. Mm hmm. Um, first scenes of Unicron. Unicron is in there for about two minutes, and all you see is his eyes. You don't see his actual, like, transformation. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's, like, really stupid. It's really, really stupid. It huh. just needs more... It just needs more of that stuff going on and it just doesn't do enough with what it has um optimus prime feels like as if he's a character who's very much not optimus prime 
Because he's like, I just want to leave this planet. Fuck this place. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. That is, um, that d- is the correct response. Yeah. Fuck Earth. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, though, the, the main issue I have with the movie is like, it's just. It feels like this movie should have been like three hours and it's like an hour and 90 minutes. It's a 98 minute movie. Really? So it just feels like it should have been simpler. Huh. Yeah. And it just... Is a lot of movies running longer because they don't know how to edit? Pretty much. And that's why. Because it feels like so many movies are just going longer and longer. And it's like, do you not know how to cut this down to the things that you need? Like... Why do you... Why does the movie need to be over 90 hours long? Like, it just feels like that. If that makes sense. And it just it just doesn't feel like as if it feels like as if if it it could have been a really solid two hours where you let things breathe. But as it is, it just it's a solid 90 minutes and it's pretty quick. It just breezes through the plot. Like shit just happens. Hmm. 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 I don't know. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. and also I got a Kickstarter game that finally came, came out. Like, it's been in the making for a long time because it's like I think it's one dev, but oh yeah, I finally got it. Death Bulge Battle of the Bands. Ooh. It's literally by the same guy who does the comics for Death Bulge, like Death Bulge comics. So he made his own game just titled after the, uh, Death Bulge, and it's uh, Battle of the Bands, which is all based on music and it's kind of. Soup again, all of his in his style, all comic booky and shit, uh, all like just really hilarious and over the top. Uh, and it's really cool. I it's really like called it. Death Bulge, yes, B U L G E. Okay, uh, game. I just want to look at the game Death Bulge Battle of the Bands. Yep. It just seems like, oh, so, like, is this, like, a rhythm game, or is it, like, a... Is it, like, a turn-based strategy game or something like that? Yeah, it's more turn-based strategy. It's definitely RPG. Okay. Yeah. This looks pretty good. Yeah, I I gotta play it, because I just recently got the code, and I was like, okay, I'll install it. Although, I think it unlocks tomorrow, so I'll... I don't think I can play it still. You're going to play so much of it. <laughs> You're going to play so much of it. So much. Yeah. That makes sense. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully you enjoy it. I I think I'll enjoy it. Hmm. <laughs> uh, do you mind if we cut it short today? Uh... Yeah, I don't mind. Okay. Because right now it's like, yeah, I got to go. And also, I don't think I have much to talk about, really. Well, I got some. Well, let's quickly touch. Feminist Frequency is shutting down. Oh, yeah. That thing. Woohoo. I'm surprised surprised it took this long. Yeah, I'm surprised, too. I thought it shut down forever ago, but I guess I never heard anything about that. So pretty much. Or it would have went out with the most silent of whimpers possible. Then that's why we never heard of it. Probably. But whatever. I 
Although there's a term because of Twitter and I'm seeing the feminist frequency thing on there. There's a term I haven't there's a term I haven't heard in a long time. It's grifter. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that does explain her quite a bit, huh? (laughs) Damn. She's (laughs) she's very much that. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's as much I want to talk about anyways, because the less we talk about, the better. Yeah. Uh, anyways, thank you everyone for listening to Black Mind Gaze podcast episode uh, 400. It's shorty this week. Yeah. Yeah. See you guys. Have a good night. Bye. Did you? Yes. You haven't seen Oppenheimer or Barbie. Uh, Did you no, play I any mean, anyone games? can get a house. Keeping it is a challenge. Mm. <laughs> oh my god! Secret third member. Whoa, 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 whoa! You don't have to do that. Are you oh, sure? Okay. I, 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 mm, mm, mm. maybe you should. Oh, you, I think you fucking should. Like, if you're going to get this air out of the way, fucking talk. <sighs> I must play arena. I'm fine. All right. Well, shall we sink? Okay. It works now. Sink in three, two, one.